What's going on, everybody? It's Christopher with the AEC Disruptors podcast. There was an interesting article in the news this week about a, a hospital being built in China, um, a hospital that they took 10 days to build. They used um, prefab elements to build it. And I thought it'd be interesting to sort of chat a little bit about that with some of my colleagues, you know, regardless of whether or not that could or could not be done here in America, it, it's still a, a pretty phenomenal feat. And I really wanted to tap into some of their insight. So I had Anthony and Jackson join me to give me an architecture and construction perspective. Listen in and let's see what they thought about it. And uh, hopefully you'll get something out of it. So if we wanted to set the stage, essentially what we wanted to talk about or what we're going to talk about here would be the, uh, this hospital in China, right? So I saw this the other day, and you probably saw it too, but they, they made this initiative um, on January 24th, I think, the third. They wanted to build a thousand bed hospital. Now I'm going to put hospital in quotations because I'm not sure it's a real hospital, but thousand bed hospital. Um, and originally they said, I think five days. I think it took them 10 days. It was all prefabbed elements. So that was kind of what they, what they did. So my question to even kick this off is, and whoever wants to start can start, is just what are your thoughts on just how they even achieved that? Um, you know, the necessity of being able to do that, um, it, you know, based on our own experience, the sheer almost impossibility. I mean, one of the quotes in that article was by a project manager that says, it normally takes one month to do the temporary building just to support the project. Yeah, you know, I could not believe that. Like, okay, maybe first of all, I, I do wanna say condolences to those that have been affected by uh, the coronavirus, but it really is amazing what we're capable of in the face of crisis. Uh, I mean, one of the pictures that was up there was kind of showing all of the excavators excavating and I tried to count and it looked like there's maybe 50 of these machines all being operated uh, in unison and it was just like how how can like how the heck were they able to coordinate all the chaos at the job site and uh, do that with so many people in such a compressed scale of time yeah and I think another thing is you know part of why they were able to accomplish this in the time that they were able to do it is just because of the way their country is. Um, so they drafted people from the military to be medics in this uh, hospital. And they were just able to find a plot of land, clear it out, you know, workers run, working 24 seven. Um, I think I saw one of the quotes in the article um, these workers only got two hours of sleep in three days, which is just, you know, crazy, but um, they're working towards an end and it's to, you know, try to eradicate this disease or keep it contained. And um, it's just, it's amazing how they were able to do it, but trying to accomplish. About... Oh, go ahead. Trying to accomplish something like over here and the States like that, we'd have to go through so much more red tape um, where would we find the workers? You know, we, we already have a worker shortage here in the States anyway. How are we going to find all these workers to build a thousand bed hospital in 10 days, even if it is modular construction? I never thought about the fact that the country it was in had such a key 
role in it. But I think you're right because here, I, I don't know where you find that land that fast, first off, to be, <laughs> able, to be able to build it and then to mobilize the people. And we still have, co- like, we're not going to say our codes. I mean, are they going to give you a pass on all codes? And that's why, like, when I put the idea of, like, a hospital in air quotes, it's more like I don't know if that would be a hospital here because of all the red tape, like you mentioned, Jackson, is it even possible with prefab to build something that fast in the United States? Or would they have to eventually say, hey, you know, these specific ADA requirements or IBC requirements, we're just going to put to the side because it, it, we need to in the face of a crisis. Well, you know, I, I think that, that there's definitely some qualifiers that we have to add to even just the quality of this building. Like, what, what's the math? And Jackson, you might know this better than I do, but when you lay out concrete, it has to cure for, I think, a minimum of like seven days, right? And really, like 30 days is preferable. You're right. Like, it doesn't reach full strength until about 28 days. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we just laid out for however many hundred thousand square feet of building that much concrete. And then it's what it looked like it was a four or five story building. Right. I mean, I thought extreme home makeover was extreme when they were building a whole house in seven days. And, um, <laughs> you know, some of the stats on this thing, I was looking it up. It's 64, 645,000 square feet, a thousand beds, uh, ICU units, sections for diagnosis and infection, um, 7,000 crew members to do this. And one of the stats was that it should take two years and we did it in 10 days. I mean, the sheer, it's fascinating. Um, and there's another one. There's another one coming on board, a 1,300 bed hospital. Wow. So, you know, the, the architect in me kind of has a question about how much of this was pre-planned. Uh, I mean, there's no way this could have happened without the, the modular components being already assembled offsite. Like, to me, I'm wondering if this was a Lego box that they had stashed away in a warehouse and they were prepping for this, you know, some kind of worst case scenario that's manifested. And they're like, okay, we have, you know, 100,000 wall panels. We're going to ship these on. We've got, you know, an architecture team. They've already uh, designed the building. We have some kind of erection assembly uh, manifesto. I don't know. Yeah, so my last semester at A&M, um, our construction science capstone class, our project was to build a clinic inside of a shipping container. And I'm kind of looking at um, what they look like and it looks exactly the same. And what we would do is we, w- we would build it and then we'd ship it over to a uh, third, third world country. So I think ours ended up in Tanzania, but it looks just like that. Um, but one thing coming, so I, I was working with a mechanical contractor before I came on at applied and one of my projects was a clean room where they did cancer research. And the hardest part about that job for me as a mechanical contractor was test and balance, because that's just so crucial to a hospital, especially one, you know, where you're trying to contain, um, infectious Infectious diseases. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So I read that each one of these containers is uh, depressurized. That way, you know, nothing is leaving that container. 
under the door or anything like that. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It is fascinating. And Anthony, your point of like, I wonder if they had something on standby is a good point. And I'm curious because in the article we, I was reading, it said that I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened. During the SARS outbreak um, in 2003, they built a hospital in a week. And so I wonder, I don't know, but I wonder if they do have some stuff for, you know, in case of emergencies, maybe we have that here. We just don't know about it, that there is, you know, the CDC has a whole bunch of Lego parts that they could immobilize in, you know, moments notice. Um, I think just the sheer fact that it seems almost impossible to get a project to be on a schedule normally. And the fact that they were able to do it as fast as they did, regardless of if it is a high quality hospital that would meet the standards of America is still rather fascinating. I mean, it's amazing. There, there's, there's no discounting that that's an amazing accomplishment. Like the, the compression of timescale is regardless of the quality, just unbelievable. And then another thing is think of all of the long lead item stuff that we would have to deal with building a hospital in America because pretty much everything has to be stainless steel from your diffusers um, to all of the pipes that you use. Um, and they were able to get all of that material, all of that equipment together and put this thing together in 10 days. It's amazing. It is fascinating. I mean, you, cause you've seen like, I, maybe it's Dubai or somewhere they're trying to build towers in 30 days or something like that. And, um, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that seems crazy. Even with prefab, um, the sheer size is, is amazing. I, I would say it would never be able to happen here. I, I don't see it's, I don't think it would be possible. And maybe that's being pessimistic. I just don't know if it could happen in America. Um, if we had the space to do it, I don't know. Unless you just say, hey, you know, we're going to have to look, at, look the other way in terms of these restrictions that we've, we've set forth already. Well, you know, I, I think that there's, okay, okay, so something I thought was really interesting inside of the hospital, if you looked at the inside, the electrical, it looked like the bulk of the hospital was outfitted with surface mounted electrical wiring, um, you know, hosted in uh, channel raceways. Mm -hmm. I know there's a big push in the modular industry kind of to figure out how to get all of the MEP hosted into a wall panel. And I think that if we can solve that, uh, getting all of the piping, the electrical, and whatever other penetrations need to be inside the walls, if we can get that built in the factory, what gets shipped on site can be exponentially uh, increased as far as the deployment speed. And I think that what China did, it looks like maybe doesn't translate directly to what we could do here in the US. But I think it could if we can continue to innovate in the kind of those more granular components of the uh, construction assembly. No, that's a great point. I mean, if, if we're able to build um, a modular prefab thing where as soon as it gets set on site, it already meets all of the qualifications of whatever their code restrictions are in that, that area. That certainly would help expedite the process because then it's, 
it's already pre-approved. We already know that this is going to work, so we don't have to do anything with it. And then really you're doing, I guess, is just testing systems in a way or focusing on common stuff, which this facility obviously doesn't have a whole lot of common stuff. Each modular piece is, is critical to what it is. There's not a whole lot of like lobbies and other things that we're worried about in this, in this one. But I'll be curious to see what the next, the next 1300 bed one looks like. And, um, and then they'd be curious to see what they do after this. Is, you know, is this a sustainable project that will survive? Are they going to tear this down and reuse it somewhere else? <laughs> and what's the life cycle? You know, that's something I was thinking about. Is, is this a building built for the moment? Or is it something that's built to last? And, and really, that's not a fair thing to ask. But, you know, is it going to be a white whale? And, five years. I hope not. I don't know. Um, I, you know, and maybe they, it's been built in a way where it can get taken apart and then remobilized to somewhere else. Um, I mean, Jackson, from your experience, what, what happens if they put it in place and say the systems that all work the way they're supposed to work, does it degrade when they take it apart? I mean, are they going to be able to just put it right back in place the next time? Uh, it depends on how careful they are, but really, um, most of the most of the piping is going to be stainless steel, um, just because it's a medical facility. Um, so, I they would have to redo all of the connections and stuff like that. But um, other than that, it it would be fine. But I I I, I think that this is probably something that they're going to use until this all blows over. And I do think it's going to end up being like a ghost town. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that. Uh, anything else, any other comments or again, the, the main thing thought behind this is be able to get information out. Right. And so we saw something, saw a current event and we wanted to touch on it a little bit, bring our perspective, which I think we did a good job. Any other last comments? So even though this coronavirus outbreak is tragic, I think this is going to the example of this hospital getting built in 10 days is going to be an example for construction around the world, especially in the US where kids in high school, they're not encouraged to go to trade school anymore. It's, you know, you either get your four year degree or you don't know what you're going to do. Um, I think this is going to make modular construction more powerful in the states as well as around the world just because of the decrease in the need for labor and just the ability to you know put this stuff together in a controlled environment where safety isn't as much of a concern and costs are down um so such wise words <laughs> anthony what do you got you know i i like what you said jackson i think that you know, talking with some of our partners in the industry that are in the modular space, it's interesting how we're kind of able to shift the um, the narrative and the way that we employ people. Because in modular construction, we're shifting from a on-site uh, contract work to kind of a employee um, employee-based in-house salary, that kind of thing. And there's a lot more stability. There's a lot of safety, there's quality checks. And I think there's a lot more employee retention. 
to better employment model. I think that if we can get that modular construction more widely integrated with the uh, construction industry here in the US, I think that's going to be a good thing for people that work in the trades. It's going to be a good thing for the owners, good thing for the designers. It's just a lot of winners. That's a good point. Uh, guys, I appreciate you accommodating my request here. 10 days. That's not a lot of time, especially to build a hospital. Uh, you know, we, we saw that having prefab elements certainly expedited the process. Having the ability to have that workforce that they could immediately tap into helped to expedite the process. But the sheer feed is still amazing. Uh, whether or not the standards would meet a standard of a hospital, to be able to make something that size, coordinated that fast, is rather remarkable. It was great being able to hear from Jackson and Anthony and uh, always check back as we try to do more of these and get um, others' perspectives on what's going on in the industry, what interesting things we see, and uh, what's out there. Have a good one.